Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. You can go to TireRack.com slash Dan. That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, welcome to the program. Hour one, Dan and the Danette's Dan Patrick Show. And this Wednesday, a lot of topics to dive into. The play-in games. How much celebrating do you do after you've won a play-in game? Also, Fritzy pays tribute to one of the great comedians of our time, Gilbert Gottfried. He's been doing his impersonation most of the morning Do you want to give the audience a sample of the great comedian who passed away yesterday, Gilbert Gottfried? Explain something to me. (laughs) A playing game, it's not a playoff game. You got to win one. Sometimes you got to (laughs) win twice. If you lose, you win again. You play. They didn't win the championship. They're not even three rounds away from the finals. And they're celebrating. The prince is rolling over in his grave with the way they were acting. I don't get it. All right. Thank you, Todd. If you're watching on Peacock, you got to see the facial expressions of Fritzy. You gotta scrunch your face, yes, and that yes. helps with the sound and a voice. Yes, the uh, the late great Gilbert Godfrey passed away. Uh, welcome to the show. Already in progress. This is what we've had for the last half hour. Where Fritzy, you walk by and he's doing his impersonation. Uh, we'll have a poll question, play of the day, stat of the day. Your phone calls are welcome. We say hello to those. Watching on Peacock. Download the app. You can watch for free. And we say good morning to our radio affiliates around the country. We'll talk some football a little bit later on. Mike Florio is uh, likening the Washington Commanders to the Godfather. Marlon Brando and company. Florio will join us coming up a little bit later on. We'll look at what's going on with the Lakers as far as who could be the next head coach. And is Russell Westbrook just in denial? All of that forthcoming, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. By the way, uh, make sure you check out all the new t-shirts we have. Great t-shirts at uh, danpatrick.com, including a few celebrating some of the greatest dynasties we've ever seen. I don't know if we make a Minnesota Timberwolves t-shirt, you know, a play-in champion t-shirt here. What do you think, Seton? Play-in game winner since they... Who is the greatest play-in game player of all time? Oh, Kyrie. Yeah, Kyrie right? or the field? Yeah, I would think it's Kyrie, who was wonderful last night. So it'd be the, what would be the award, though? Because it's the, the most p- outstanding play-in player, the Moppin. Mop, Moppin, okay. Moppin. Okay. Uh, speaking of Kyrie, the Nets defeated my Cavaliers last night. You know what's great about last night? And, and I was watching this, but, you know, these are teams that I do watch during the year. Darius Garland, you got a chance to see him last night. And nobody's watching the Cavaliers. You got a chance to see Darius Garland. He's the real deal. He's a great player. And he was on display last night. Got overshadowed by Kyrie, but Kyrie was great. Also, if you watched the Minnesota Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards is a man. When he's out there, he looks like he should be playing linebacker. He is, and he plays like he should be playing linebacker. 
He's a really exceptional player as well. And, and that's what I love when you get a chance to watch these players because a lot of times you'll just see a highlight or two and you don't get to watch them. You know, national TV, you get a chance to be on center stage and, and I like that, that you get these opportunities that you probably normally wouldn't be watching these teams play. But Edwards is a star and Darius Garland is the real deal there. You know, you had a, a Brooklyn team at home I think they were favored by eight and a half or nine. And this is their MO. They can score. They can open up a big league. Then they sort of let you creep back. And I thought the the Cavs were down by 20. And I thought, man, can they come back to make it at least interesting? And they did. Um, You know, Kyrie had a perfect night almost. He had 34. KD looked wonderful. And... You know, you're going against a Cavs team that didn't have one of their better players in Jared Allen, the former uh, Brooklyn Net. And now you got the Celtics coming up. You just can't afford to take your foot off the accelerator. They, they feel like they're the favorites to win the East. But, you know, they got a long, long road here. And they, they have to outscore you. They're not going to stop you defensively. It's going to be, can we score enough to beat you? And Brooklyn ends up winning. Uh we got a couple of uh, comments after the game, including here's Bruce Brown. In case you didn't know, he's with the Nets, might be their third best player. And he was talking about playing the Boston Celtics. And this is what it sounded like. You guys obviously faced them a few weeks ago. What do you think the biggest key is to slowing the Celtics down? I mean, we can't let Tatum get 50. Now they don't have Robert Williams, so um, they have less of a presence in the paint. Uh, and, we, and we could attack Al Horford and, and Tice. Uh, so them not having Robert, Robert Williams is huge. Okay, if you didn't hear those comments, the headline had to be, you know, Bruce Brown calls out the Celtics. Here is Kevin Durant. Now he comes in after Bruce Brown. He hears about what Bruce Brown is saying about the Celtics, and here is Kevin Durant. Yo, what did Bruce Brown say <laughs> when he got up here? He said something I ain't like. Somebody just told me. All right, man. That's caffeine probably talking. He takes some before the game. They got them two dudes you can do the same stuff. But it ain't gonna be that easy, I'll tell you that. Okay, I don't think what Brown said was inflammatory. I, I think it's how it's reported. All he was saying is, I mean, he gave you sort of the scouting report. Can't let Tatum go off. They don't have their best big man, and they're a little bit vulnerable in the paint. Burn. <laughs> That's a burn, Dan. Yeah. Wow. Really called him out there. I mean, who is he to say that they can't let Jason Tatum <laughs> score 50? Yes, Marv. <laughs> Kevin Durant smacking his teeth no. is the best part about <laughs> <No>. it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, <laughs> you know. Because now it's bulletin board material, quote unquote. But I wonder how Durant, the message was relayed to Kevin Durant. Like, oh man, uh, you got to hear what Brown said out there. What'd he say? Uh, this, he called out the Celtics. <sighs> yes, Todd. It wasn't trash talking or anything, but I don't know if you have to reveal the game plan. As obvious as it might be, who they're going to go after is with Williams not in there. I, don't, I had more of a problem with, he was getting into details as to who they're going to go, you know, that they can kind of go after. Wait, now wait, that it's not like he was diagramming plays. <laughs> he, he, just, he just said, um, I, I'm not even playing in the game. And I would say, well, you can't let Tatum go for 50. And they don't have their big man. That, that helps us if we go in because they don't have Williams. He's out. Like, that's... I mean, that's not crazy but stuff. He mentioned specific players, two other guys that they're going to go go after. Yeah. I yeah. kind of just want Todd to say everything is Gilbert Gottfried. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't rile up your opponent. They're already motivated. You don't need to give them anything else. Yes, Paul. Being the third best player on the Nets is like being the third man on the moon. It's like nobody nationally knows who you are. <laughs> well, they do now. Yeah. Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown. Even his name is plain. And then I thought, oh my, wait, is that the former Sixer uh, head coach, Bruce Brown? And I thought, all right, this guy's getting a little bit of publicity. Yes. He- Even when you Google Bruce Brown's name, Kevin Durant comes up first. <laughs> 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 That's how famous or known Bruce Brown is. Yeah. 
This program brought to you by Callaway. The Chrome Soft isn't just better for the best players. It's better for everybody. In fact, I'm going to take advantage of that Chrome Soft a little bit later on today. So I go out and try to play nine holes. You get a great, great golf ball, and it's a tour performance for every type of game. Find yours today at CallawayGolf.com slash Chrome Soft. And then you have the Minnesota Timberwolves. They won, and boy, did they celebrate. This, is, uh, this was the final call on the Timberwolves radio network as they uh, defeat the L.A. Clippers. Beverly's got it. He'll dribble it out of the corner. The horn will sound. And for just the second time in the last 18 years, the Timberwolves are headed to the postseason. Anthony Edwards, Patrick Beverly up on the scorer's table. They are pumped up and win this one going away 109-104. Paulie, would you check on the parade route for the Timberwolves? Yeah, when does that start? Yeah, that's a noon start, 47 noon, degrees. Noon start. Nice day. Well, as you might expect, the uh, NBA crew on TNT had uh, some fun at the expense of the Timberwolves celebration. There's one festive joint up there right now. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. You know what I miss? I, I mean, miss after the celebration of them playing. We are We need friend. one shot and one moment. Damn. Yo, if their coach takes off his shirt in the locker room, ain't no water on him. Yeah, hey, man, I want to. Uh, they this, do a little too much. This, 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 the last time the Timberwolves advanced to the playoffs was 2004 social media hadn't even been invented yet so you've only made one playoff in the last 18 years i'm okay with them celebrating i mean okay i look at it this way it's a sliding scale it's a sliding scale if we won the sports emmy after being nominated this this our fifth year in a row then we would celebrate we celebrate when we get nominated you know, Bob Costas doesn't celebrate when he gets nominated. He's like, yeah, hell yeah. Yes, Seaton. Patrick Beverly was crying. Well, because he beat the Clippers. So what? And, and the, kick, the Clippers kicked him to the curb. They sent him to Memphis. Then he ends up in Minnesota. And, you know, so he had a rivalry with them. He was crying. I think if you, it was his payback for the Clippers. So I get that. that that's emotional for him because that used to be his team. Now, does Patrick Beverly think a little more of himself than he should? Yeah. But I understand that. that you know, he beat the Clippers. He was happy to send their rear ends back to Los Angeles, as he said. He actually said that to the bench. Yeah, Marv. Is this like North Carolina beating Duke? Like, look, we don't even care if we lose a national title game. We beat the Clippers. Maybe. Well, they, I don't think Minnesota is thinking about playing for a national championship. But they did. They, they kicked the Clippers to the curb. They haven't celebrated in a while. You know what? We don't celebrate enough in this world. Mm. That's my New Year's resolution. It was to celebrate a little more. This is a little celebration. There. It really was? Your, yes. Okay. That was my New Year's resolution, to celebrate a little more. And you had players last night, teams last night, that celebrated just a little more. I don't think the Nets celebrated, but Minnesota, I understand it. I mean... Those fans have waited for something to cheer for, and now you have a pretty good nucleus there. Did they go overboard? Yeah. But they haven't been in that situation before. Any of those players won anything before? And the answer is no. I don't even think in college they have. Patrick Beverly's been there for like five months. I know. But he, he's a former Clipper. How long has he been a former Clipper? I get it. That's a couple of years. And... Once again, he got kicked to the curb. Yeah, Paulie. I, I, I think your sliding scale works there because it's been so long and you haven't done anything. They're having some fun. They're young guys yeah. who, who celebrate. Look, if they were 33 years old, a bunch of 33-year-olds have been in the league a long time, they're not celebrating. I liked it. I mean, it was it, we don't know the value of the play-in games. You know, you're sort of watching, and it's like the, the first four in March Madness where you go, uh, congratulations. And that's what I thought last night. 
if Cleveland had beaten the Nets, that would have been a really big deal for Cleveland. And Minnesota getting the win against the Clippers, eh, celebrate. Yeah, celebrate. You know, you can't say act like you've been there because they haven't been there before. So if they get bounced out in the next round, yeah. is this a successful run for them? Yes. Yeah, they made the playoffs. They, you know, it's it's a that's a good little nucleus they have there. I mean, they had twenty three wins last year. They have forty six this year. Celebrate, and they've had that one moment with Kevin Garnett where they went to the Western Conference Finals. Other than that, haven't celebrated too much. Yeah, Marv. Should Minnesota start boarding up their windows if they come even remotely close to winning the first round <laughs> playoff series? <laughs> You know what? You might be onto something there. <laughs> might might have to batten down the hatches there. That'd be so funny if some of the like local businesses started doing <laughs> yeah. that. Just to be snarky. like the deli. We're closed. Yeah. Like what? What? What's going on? Uh, Timberwolves. If uh, they beat Memphis, all bets are off. Seaton, what's the poll question today? Well, we could go with the T Wolves uh, okay. celebration. Well, what do you want? To, what's the question you want to ask? Was their celebration justified? <laughs> From Todd Fritz, absolutely. It's only their second playoff appearance in 18 years. Or, what do you think? It's a freaking play-in game, dude. <laughs> yeah, Paul. I'm on the Timberwolves website. There's no play-in game champion t-shirts anywhere. Hey, They're did, sleeping. Did we make up Memphis Grizzlies Summer League, Summer Summer League. League, Summer League champion t-shirt? Those sold fast. Yes. We, I, I, as you go down the hallway towards the Big German, that uh, t-shirt is there. <laughs> We, we celebrated the Memphis Grizzlies. So we celebrated small things. We'll do a Timberwolves shirt with a Timberwolves with a big W in the middle. The W is huge for mm, win. Mm. All they do is win playing games. Uh, what other poll questions do you have, Seaton? Well, I was workshopping one based off of my breakfast in that what is the most underrated flavor of bagel. But Oh, no, no, we can't do that to Todd. Because then we bring in the onion bagel. I do get a little riled up. Yeah. But I am curious what people think about that. There are many underrated bagels, including pumpernickel. Because I, I was having a sesame seed bagel, and I was like, dang, this is good. It was real good. And then I checked a list of the ranking worst to best oh, bagel flavors. Wait, well, hold off. Hold off on that. All right. I got to take a break. Because I'm going to keep people in their cars. After the break. After the break, we're going to... Seton will reveal the uh, worst to best <laughs> bagel flavors. That's right. Oh, my God. That's a tease you never thought you'd make. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be stunned where Poppy landed. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. Phone calls always welcome. We'll settle on a poll question. Mike Florio a little bit later on. We'll also check in on the Lakers with what is the next step here. And I've been saying this after listening to Russell Westbrook. He is in denial. you got to take a little bit of blame here, bud. And you're not. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, I I even thought about that. Yeah, most people don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, 
If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Searching for a job can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, nobody's on the other end, applications that vanish. It's time to find a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals, the local jobs expert that you can trust. They never charge a fee when they help you with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com, find the office nearest you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with the help of Express Employment Professionals. And Express helps you find all kinds of jobs, manufacturing to logistics, customer service, accounting, and so many more. Getting an interview with Express can be as easy as a phone call. And with just one application, Express Employment Professionals will have you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Make your job search easier. Let the professionals help at Express Pros. Express Employment Professionals. It's your one connection for getting a job. Visit ExpressPros.com today and good luck. If you like where Mercedes-Benz has been, you're going to like where they're going. With a full range of EVs now available at your local dealer, Mercedes-Benz is turning electric completely on its head. Experience the all-electric EQB, a versatile luxury SUV that can seat as many as seven. The brilliantly advanced and superbly equipped EQE SUV, positively alive with groundbreaking technology. The inspired EQE, the electric sedan with energizing comfort features that recharge you. The boundlessly capable EQS SUV, a vehicle that takes luxury and innovation to places they've never been before. And of course, the magnificent EQS, the flagship of all EVs, delivering the Mercedes electric experience on a truly epic scale. The vehicles are all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at your local dealer. Or mbusa.com slash EQ. On the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. More phone calls coming up. Update the poll results. Check in with the Lakers on what do you do now? Mike Florio has a new book, a bestseller. It's called Playmakers, How the NFL Really Works and Doesn't. Now available online wherever books are sold. And uh, it's also available books on tape. My nephew uh, listened to it, loved it. Uh, Mike joins us now. Mike, the number one story leading up to the draft is what? Well, I think it's whether and to what extent quarterbacks are going to be overdrafted. We had fewer available in free agency and trades for the teams out there that are desperate. There are some teams like the Panthers that can't convince any veteran quarterbacks to come play for them. So the only way to do it is involuntarily with the sixth overall pick. I love the fact that three of the teams that tried to get to Sean Watson and obviously didn't in the same division, Panthers, Falcons, Saints. Saints have two picks between 15 and 20 that they could package to try to cut the line in front of the Panthers at six, the Falcons at eight. And you hear for months, this quarterback class isn't very good. It doesn't matter because teams always need quarterbacks, and this is one way to get them. And because it's not as ex- expensive as it used to be, you can roll the dice. If it works, great. If it doesn't, you'll be back in position to draft another one soon enough. So, whether or not teams take quarterbacks who are maybe marginal prospects over great maybe edge rushers or other players, that's what's going to fascinate me. And quarterbacks are always the story in the NFL. Give me the team, though, that they could change the entire first round of the draft. Well, I think a team that would decide to obviously trade down, a team in the top five that has multiple picks and is looking for more like the Giants. I keep looking at the Giants at five. They've got some heavy lifting to do. The best Giants teams of the past 20 years were teams that had great offensive lines and defensive lines. 
And the failure of Dave Gettleman, the former GM, to develop the offensive line is the biggest reason why he's the former GM of the Giants. So you got Joe Shane in there now, who's sitting there at five. And I mentioned earlier, the Saints could try to trade up. They could keep sliding back, stockpiling more lottery tickets. That's what these are. They're unscratched lottery tickets. It's one of the points I make in Playmakers. And the more tickets you get, the more you scratch, the greater the chance you're going to get some winners. So the team that can shake up the draft the most is the team that finds the opportunity to trade down and get the most lottery tickets. And then three, four years from now, we say, hey, boy, they had a hell of a draft back in 2022. When we're focused on the 2025 draft, we're going to realize potentially one of these teams really cashed in this year. Summarize the latest scandal with the Washington Commanders. People could go to jail. How about that? And it took a turn. We've seen it unfold over the past few days. And I think one of the realities is with the Washington Commanders, there's been this drip, drip, drip for the past couple of years, and nothing ever happens. So we think that each new story is just another drip that's not going to cause anything to happen. Yesterday was different. Yesterday was a congressional committee referring to a federal agency with copies to the attorneys general from three states with jurisdiction over the Washington commanders claims that the organization engaged in two types of financial fraud. One, that the team shorted revenue that should have gone to the league for distribution to all teams. That's troubling. And again, these are allegations, but they're made by somebody who worked for the team for 24 years. The other allegation, which could result in criminal prosecution, the idea that they had a deliberate scam in place, again, allegedly, I'm not looking to get sued today or any day for that matter, but the notion that they were keeping security deposits made by their best customers, the people who bought season tickets year in and year out, no matter how crappy the team was, they kept coming back and there was supposedly some sort of a scam to keep their security deposits, to make it very difficult to get them back so people just say, screw it, I'm gonna quit trying that to me is the thing that could launch a prosecution, grand juries, indictments, and you work your way up to the ladder until you get to the very top. And all of a sudden, Daniel Snyder's got a lot more to worry about than losing his team. But they can't, the government can't force him to sell. This would be incumbent upon the owners and the commissioner. Yes. Okay. At least 24 owners would be required to force him to sell. But I think one of the reasons the league has been reluctant. First of all, the league doesn't want to hold Daniel Snyder to a standard that then would potentially apply to other owners. They're protecting the other owners in protecting him. But I think they also don't want to get into a fight with Snyder because he will fight and fight and fight and it will be ugly and it will be nasty and there'll be dirty laundry everywhere. But the league at this point may just simply step back, let this thing play out. Let's see if there's prosecution. Let's see if there's pressure placed on Daniel Snyder by others to get out of this business. That may be the easiest path out of this for the NFL. And also, Dan, from the league office's perspective, I suspect some other owners are going to be asking some tough questions about who was minding the store here. How is it mm. that Snyder was able to pull this off? If it's true, if it's true that he was pushing money from NFL events to other events at FedEx Field and reducing the amount of money that got properly shared with the NFL, there's an argument to be made that someone at the league office should have been paying better attention to what was going on and maybe figured this out before it hit the fan. He's Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk Live co-host, and his new book, Playmakers, available online wherever books are sold. Bill Belichick turned 70. Now, He's as involved as any coach. And you start to look at when John Wooden stopped coaching or when Red Arbach when he stopped coaching. Like Bill Belichick, this is – now Pete Carroll is at same age, but it feels like Belichick is not reducing his workload. It feels like he's been all in. Uh, not a figurehead like Paterno was or Bobby Bowden was later in their careers. How do you explain this? Well, I mean, the guy lives for football. He loves football. It is his identity. It is what he does. What else would he do? What would you retire and go do? It's where he gets his day in and day out satisfaction. And two points, Dan. A few years ago, Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, told me at one of the league meetings, we had him on PFT Live, he wants Bill Belichick to keep coaching into his 80s. He invoked names like Rupert Murdoch and Warren Buffett, people who have shown that they can continue to function at a high level beyond that 80th birthday. But here's the, the difference. And this is why George Hallis retired as coach of the Bears in the mid-60s. 
He got to the point where he just physically couldn't do it. There's a bad call. He's got to run 20 yards to yell at the official. He can't do it anymore. He can't get there physically. That's the thing to watch as these coaches get older and older. Can they still move on the sideline like they need to to actively and properly coach the game? And, and the guy that I watch, and this amazes me, I looked it up last week and I fell out of my chair. John Harbaugh is 59. Chuck Noll retired at the age of 59 and was never heard from again. I think Harbaugh is going to be going 20 years from now. Harbaugh at 70 is going to be like a normal person at 50. He's the one that I think is going to outcoach all of them. And if anybody's got a chance to do it into their 80s, it's him. You were talking about the Packers wide receiver situation recently. Um, how are they addressing this to help Aaron Rodgers after losing Devontae Adams? Well, Rodgers said after the loss to the 49ers, he doesn't want to be part of a rebuilding effort. Meanwhile, his receiver room has been blown to smithereens. When Randall Cobb is your number one guy in 2022, you've got a problem. So what are they going to do, Dan? Are they going to go after Jarvis Landry or Julio Jones, free agents that are available? Maybe. I don't know. Are they going to try to trade for someone? I think they should try to trade for Chase Claypool, frankly, because he doesn't need to be paid right now. And I don't think he's going to be happy in Pittsburgh with Mitchell Trubisky as the starting quarterback. Or do you draft someone? Do you use a first round pick, second round pick? And I think what they should do they should involve Aaron Rodgers very closely in the scouting of these receivers. He made it clear that he resents the idea that they just act like, hey, you just work here. We'll, we'll take care of the big decisions. Get him involved. Have him watch film. Get his input. Get him to buy in to whoever it is they draft. So he's invested in getting that guy up to speed. They don't have a number one receiver. They won't have a number one receiver unless they do something. And if they go the route of the draft, it's on Rodgers to trust that guy quickly and if he's not going to be there for the offseason program and that's his prerogative it puts more pressure on everyone during training camp to get that rookie if it is a rookie that they go with up to speed asafp and then what's happening with the seahawks with i i don't know if dk metcalf is available uh, tyler lockett's available that that's not going to bode well for whoever's the quarterback uh in seattle if you're you're shopping those guys once you trade russell wilson and remember, they said they had no intention to trade Russell Wilson, and then they traded him. So when they say they have every intention of keeping DK Metcalf, I assume that means he's out next too. But there's a fascinating dynamic in the NFL right now. You've got teams that are willing to give up major money and draft picks for established receivers. You've got other teams that'll say, hey, there's plenty of great receivers coming out every year. We'll take your draft picks like the Chiefs did. We'll take your draft picks. We'll gladly get rid of this burden of having to pay Tyreek Hill 27, 28 million a year. We'll just start from scratch. So where are the Seahawks right now? As they're rebuilding, can you really get the most out of DK Metcalf? That's really the question. And Sims and I talk about this all the time. They don't use him like they could. Like he could be Debo Samuel in that offense. The guy's a superhero. But they, they don't get the ball in his hands as often as they need to. So if you're not going to use him, trade him to a team that will. Take the draft picks and hope that you can you can create the same magic you had 10 years ago when you built through the draft, and before you know it, you had a Super Bowl team. Yeah, that's why when the Russell Wilson situation was ongoing, and I had heard they're, they're, they're privately, quietly shopping Russell Wilson. So anytime Pete Carroll would say, no, we have no intention of uh, trading, and Russ said all the right things, hey, this is where I want to be. Meanwhile, they were trying to see what's the best deal they could get, and they're probably doing that with DK Metcalf right now. You have to, because if you're not going to pay him and we see where the receiver market is going and the longer you wait, the more expensive it's going to get. If you're not going to do it, then why not make the move now, maximize your value and see what happens. Now, they reportedly aren't listening, but as we get closer to the draft, I think that's when the action may happen. And there are teams out there that are willing to make that move, give up the picks, give up the money to have that high end receiver. And the Seahawks are not in that mode right now. They are clearly in tear it down, and rebuild it. So why not get what you can for, for a guy that you're not going to get the most out of? Thank you, Mike. Great to talk to you. And congrats on the success of Playmakers. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate you, pal. It's available wherever books are sold and online. Remember, it was uh, almost a year ago when uh, we're watching the draft and Adam Schefter comes on SportsCenter and starts talking about possibility that Aaron Rodgers is going to be traded. Draft morning. And I went... Wait, is this news? And then we eventually had Adam on, and I said, look, that, what you reported was not news. 
and 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 he said it was a collection of of information and that there wasn't any i thought that there was fire attached to the smoke but we thought this is a foregone conclusion he's going to get traded before the draft and then of course it obviously didn't happen yeah paul that story broke at 1 p.m eastern on nfl draft day which is the maybe the biggest nfl day of the year for all teams involved well, I had been told that uh, there, Paul Allen, who does a radio show, he's the voice of the Vikings, had brought up you know, the possibility that Aaron Rodgers could be traded. I believe. I want to make sure I, I got this correct. I got the feeling that Shefty thought he was going to be scooped on one of the biggest stories, that Aaron Rodgers might be traded. And then I think he kind of cobbled together some things. And then, look, Schefter came on and did answer my questions. It was a sort of a firing squad there because I said there, there there was no news there. Yeah, Paul. And an hour later at 2 p.m. Eastern, NFL Network, this is draft day last year, Tom Pelissaro at NFL Network reported that the 49ers, who had the third pick, called Green Bay on Wednesday, the day before the draft, to inquire about Rodgers' availability. Yeah. So that just stoked up the story even more. Yeah. It was wild. Because you know, you're watching the draft, and you're thinking, all right, are they going to trade him? And who is going to give up picks? Yeah, Paulie. As the draft's going on, I'm calling these stories up right now. When I think this, the, the Broncos had the seventh pick of the draft, ninth pick, somewhere around there. Ninth pick? Does that sound right? A lot of people thought that the Broncos were going to make yeah. the trade yeah. right there then during the draft and get Rodgers. Mark Schlereth reported that he was hearing that that was discussion, <laughs> and he knows the Broncos, but yeah. it didn't happen. I think they took a defensive back. Patrick Sertan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the whole going to Denver. And look, I was wrong on it because I was told by a source when they traded Von Miller and my source said, you know, here's the deal. Green Bay wants picks. They don't want players. And Denver is gearing up to trade picks to get Aaron Rodgers. That was when Von Miller was traded. And my source stayed with that. And he said, I absolutely positively believe this. And I think it's going to happen. Yeah, Paul. Going back to the draft again last year, the ninth pick, Denver, was on the clock. And when they didn't take a quarterback, when they didn't take Justin Fields at Ohio State, it stoked it up even more. <laughs> they're not taking quarterback because they're getting Aaron Rodgers tonight. That was their instant reaction. Yeah. Uh, Nathan in L.A. Hey, Nate, what's on your mind today? Hey, Dan, good to talk to you. A uh, couple questions. Uh, I'll go through them real quickly. Number one, do you think it'll literally take an act of Congress to get Daniel Snyder out of his position? Um, I don't. I think that it could put pressure on the NFL to take him out of that or vote to take him out of that. But I don't. I don't think an act of Congress will. They they can't force him to sell. Right. And the other question, slightly off topic. Uh, you heard, I'm sure you heard about Alyssa Nakin. Nakin, uh, who. Did uh, base coaching for San, San Francisco, Francisco yesterday, yeah. apparently? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I'd love to hear more about her if you know about her. I, it's awesome. Like, I, it, it's not as big of a deal, and I think that says a lot about us now that we're kind of getting used to these things. And now you might have people say, hey, nobody's making a big deal about, uh, you know, a woman out there as a base coach. You know, I, that's the way it should be. I mean, that's the way I viewed it. I'm like, good. If you know baseball, great. Well, she probably has forgotten more baseball than I know. But I'm fine with that. It's not like I go, you know. It's like when women uh, were going to be brought in to be referees in the N- uh, NBA. And people are like, oh, let's see what happens when Shaq says something to you. When's the last time you noticed that there was a, a female referee in the NBA? You just get to the point where you go, yes, good fine with that i mean she can make bad calls just like a guy can i I mean i'm fine with that you you just look at them as that's the that's the referee that's the official thanks for listening to the dan patrick show podcast be sure to catch us live every weekday morning nine until noon eastern six to nine pacific on fox sports radio and you can find us on the iheart radio app at fsr or stream us live on the peacock app I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth 
absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Searching for a job can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, nobody's on the other end, applications that vanish. It's time to find a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals, the local jobs expert that you can trust. They never charge a fee when they help you with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com, find the office nearest you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with the help of Express Employment Professionals. And Express helps you find all kinds of jobs, manufacturing to logistics, customer service, accounting, and so many more. Getting an interview with Express can be as easy as a phone call. And with just one application, Express Employment Professionals will have you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Make your job search easier. Let the professionals help at Express Pros. Express Employment Professionals. It's your one connection for getting a job. Visit ExpressPros.com today and good luck. The truly brilliant all-electric EQE SUV from Mercedes-Benz features some of the smartest tech ever to grace four wheels. With Dynamic Select, you can fine-tune hundreds of vehicle settings to precisely match your driving style. And available in off-road mode, transparent hood lets you see through the sheet metal to steer clear of bumps and potholes directly beneath you. How about that? A 360 array of cameras and sensors constantly alerting you for danger, while 64-color ambient lighting lets you fully customize the ambiance inside the spacious cabin. The EQE SUV is so smart, even the headlights are thinking. Optional digital light technology projects navigation markings and warnings on the road ahead as you drive. The vehicle's all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Test drive the EQE SUV. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQE SUV. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I, I think I would. I, I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, turns out, nope, I was wrong. Because then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly, I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Polly. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick-cut, flip-your-whole-world-upside-down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice. And you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. I'm getting upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It's always a better day when I see Chris Haynes, senior NBA insider for Yahoo Sports. Chris, we just stumbled upon something. We were talking during the commercial break. The greatest, most talented, most talented, um, how about most skilled duo of all time? 
most skilled, where would KD and Kyrie rank on your list? That's a good question, DP, and thanks for having me back, man. Uh, we talking about the best skilled duo. It's hard to look anywhere else aside from KD and Kyrie because those guys, you know, when you talk about one-on-one isolation basketball, being able to get their own shot, create off the dribble, post, whatever, those could, two can do it all. So even if you're talking about Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, I don't know, even LeBron, Kyrie, that duo, LeBron, Dwayne Wade, skill, it, it would be hard for me to argue against KD and Kyrie. Uh, what if, uh, well, Curry and KD playing together at Golden State, um, Magic and Kareem from a skill mm-hmm. position? No, I'm still I'm still rocking with with KD and Kyrie. I mean, Steph, as great as Steph is, like he can't get his own basket like Kyrie can. So that's why we talk about skill, and that's and that's different. You know, you're talking about what's the best duo, then we can have a different conversation. But when you're talking skill set, you know, just pure putting the ball on the ground, being able to do whatever you want to do with it. Like nobody can do what KD and Kyrie can do but best duo that's a different conversation any problem with how minnesota celebrated last night beating the clippers (laughs) i I was a little surprised but then you know you remember you know they haven't been in the playoffs in a while i forgot the drought that they broke getting to the postseason um 2004 2004 2004. so yeah i'll give i'll give it to them this is a this is a relatively young team too so I, I, I'll give them that. I don't think anybody expected Minnesota to make this leap this year. So I'll, I'll you know, I, I didn't really have a problem with it. I was surprised. But, you know, then Pat Bev going against his former team, you know, he's going to bring all the antics and uh, the emotions into the to the game. So it, it was fun. I, I'm looking forward to it. I, and actually, that's, that's my assignment for TNT on the sidelines for the first round. I got that Minnesota-Memphis series. Okay. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, what, what's your assessment of Memphis? They're a really fun team to watch. Um, they play really hard. I, I had John Moran on my podcast um, a couple of days ago. It's going to drop sometime this week. But, you know, they, it's a college atmosphere. That's the best way I would explain it. You know, you see after the games when somebody would talk to the, I guess, the star player of that game, and then you see the whole team just huddle around and just celebrate. Like, it's a really tight-knit group, and they're, they're fun to watch, and, you know, John Morant, you know, he's, he's a rising star in his league. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested and in looking forward to seeing if that style of play, what they've been able to do in the regular season, is going to be able to translate into the postseason. John says they're ready. So we'll see. But they had a great record without John in the lineup. And I said, well, there's two ways to look at this, that maybe he's that'll hurt his MVP chances. But also, it, it should make you focus on the talent that Memphis has. Because it's not just Ja Morant. And if you watch them, they have a deep team. Uh, both ends, they play hard. And did Ja talk – did you address the team's success without him in the lineup? Yeah, he said that they're a deep team. And he, he credited Desmond Baines, who he said – who he believes should win the Most Improved Player uh, Award. He also said he should be in the running as well. Because I asked him about that. Like, does a star player – uh, somebody who we consider to be a budding star, should they be in the, in, the, in the running for most improved? He said, yeah, because I feel like I did improve from last year. But he said he gives that honor to Desmond Bain. But look, Dylan Brooks, one of the best two-way players we have in this game who has an edge. And I'm looking forward to seeing Dylan Brooks, Patrick Beverly, because I think it's going to be a, a point or two where those two are going to get into it. But it's a deep team and not, not a, lot, a lot of household names but they're really well coached by Coach Jenkins. And so, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm interested in seeing if they have that poise. They have that poise because that's what's going to get you through come playoff time. Talking to Chris Haynes, senior NBA insider, Yahoo Sports. He is a sideline reporter for TNT as well. Where do the Lakers go from here, starting with the coach that they bring in? DP, that's a good question. You know, obviously, you know, Rob Palenka said in his exit in the exit interview that they want a coach that has a voice, meaning they want somebody who's going to command the respect of LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And I've been covering LeBron James for nearly a decade. I was the beat writer in Cleveland when he was there. And uh, I remember when, uh, when they hired David Black. Uh, David Black came with all these accolades over there overseas and 
he felt like that would translate over here as far as respect. And I saw the way LeBron <laughs> looked at David Blatt and how he was treated with that team. So it's going to take a figure like that who has some cachet. Now, who's out there? I think it ultimately is going to depend DP on some of the teams that still left. What do they do? Meaning Philadelphia 76ers. Do they sputter in the playoffs? And if they do, is Doc Rivers' job on the line? Same situation with Utah Jazz, Quinn Snyder. So it's going to take – I think they're going to have to wait until the field plays itself out to see ultimately the candidates that they really do have. And then somebody I, I got to throw in, Mark Jackson. I think he deserves a shot. I think he'll be somebody that will be looked at and evaluated. Also, somebody they can look at in-house, Phil Handy, who is – people look at him as one of the best or arguably the best skill development coach, but he wants to be a head coach in his league. He's somebody who I've seen – go at, cuss out LeBron James, Anthony Davis. He has the respect of that group, uh, that, that, um, that duo. So, you know, they can go a multitude of ways, but ultimately, man, it's going to take somebody that has cachet from day one because they're trying to win a championship now. But when is LeBron respected as coach? <laughs> he's respected. <laughs> DP, don't throw that out there, DP. Don't do that. He's, he's respected as coach. Look, he, he respected he respected Ty Lue for sure. And if we want to look at – if we want to look at – some blunders. We could talk about blunders that the Lakers made this past offseason. Well, let's talk about the blunder and not bringing over Ty Lue because that would have been the ultimate guy, the ultimate candidate. They brought it. They tried to hire Ty Lue, but they wanted to give him the same contract as Luke Walton. Well, Ty Lue is a championship coach. You can't do that. That's disrespectful. And they didn't allow Ty, Tyron Lue to hire his full staff, which is a no-no when you're trying to bring in a top-level coach. And so we see what Ty Lue was doing with the Clippers. So that would have been that would have been the prime target right there, but they they messed that up. I I love Monty Williams. I think that you know when coaches turn down the Lakers, that that to me is interesting. And you know, you're going to walk into year 20 for LeBron. You got Russell Westbrook and you're not sure what you have with Anthony Davis kind of night in night out, week in week out, month in month out. How attractive is that Laker job? Well, I will say this. Obviously, it's, it's a prime situation for any coach to take over. But Monty Williams ain't taking that job. That, that, There's it, too much going on right now. And I know the Lakers want to dismiss these past couple of weeks how things were handled, how Fr- Frank Vogel was, you know, initially fired on Twitter before he got the official word. Like, so nobody wants to go in that, go into that situation. Nobody was dying to get into that situation, but it is a prime destination with marquee players. And so with that being said, Monty Williams, I, I don't see that at all. I think that would be a pipe dream, uh, but there, there will be suitors right there. And you mentioned Russell Westbrook, VP. I don't know if you've seen the, his exit interview, but he went in cho- choosing violence. You know, he he set the place on fire before he walked out. You know, you see those. You see he's those in TVs. denial, Chris. He's <laughs> hey, in denial. That might, that may be the case, DP. But he was like, "I'm gonna go out in denial." But and Chris, you know, you he see- said, "Hey, I didn't get a chance to really be myself there." He played in more games, played in more minutes than anybody on the Lakers team. Like, what did you want to show us besides air balls and turnovers? Uh, I mean, come on. DP, I'm not condoning what he said. I'm not approving it. All I'm saying is he went in there with an agenda that I'm setting the place on fire and I'm walking away. You know, you see those movie scenes where you set something on fire and you kind of walk away in slow-mo with the ashes and everything (laughs) in the the back. That's what Russ did. Yeah, but where is he going, though? Chris, he's not going anywhere, is he? He'll he'll have – well, look, I – I can't see a scenario. He's going to opt in for $47 million. And then the Lakers have a big decision to make. Do you trade him, which you you will be able to do so. You might not get the best deal back in return, but you can trade him. Also, they still have that stretch provision where they can waive and stretch his salary over a period of years. So they have options. Like, look, we didn't think Russ was coming back even before that exit interview yeah. now that he let the like the, <laughs> lit the place on fire come on now just don't see it happen yeah but it was really about him and frank vogel not connecting and i'm sure vogel didn't want russell westbrook but he had to take him because see i just don't know how much power lebron has he either has a lot 
or he doesn't have any because he's being portrayed as well. He wanted Russ, and uh, they so they decided to bring in Russ. If if well, he DP. if he wanted Ty Lue, then they should have gotten Ty Lue for him. Yeah, I agree with you there. But what I kind of disagree with you, or partially disagree with you on DP, is that it was a Frank Vogel thing because I think if you look at his his responses, his answer of talking about Westbrook, like people say, you know, he didn't take accountability. He was still like, it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my problem. And so if you still have that mindset, that's going to carry on with any other coach because you're still going to, if you, if he comes back, he's still going to be the third option and he just did not perform well. So I think it goes deeper than him and Frank Vogel. I think him going on there saying that, look, I didn't have a, a fair chance. I wasn't able to be myself. I think that's a deeper issue than the Frank Vogel issue. Well, I, and I don't know if the media said, well, what is yourself? Is it the guy who was in Washington with the Wizards? Is it the guy who was in Houston? Is it the guy who still thinks he can play like he did in Oklahoma City? I, and that's why I think Russ is in denial. He's 34. He's not going to change. And it's not like Kevin Love with the Cavaliers as the third person or Chris Bosh with the Heat as the third person. I don't think Russ goes, yeah, I'm the third person. I don't think he plays that way. Yeah, I think what, what he wants is to have control of the ball. He wants to be able to play himself, which means, like, get the rebound, go up and make a play, make plays happen. Now, the problem with that is if you look at the first couple of months of the season, they kind of allowed Russ to try to play his way, but the turnovers kept mounting, and, you know, we saw the shot selections, and, and then, then he started getting taken off the ball. And so that, that's, that's when things kind of went south right there. So they tried it. I don't think Russ felt like they gave it a long enough shot. Talking to Chris Haynes, senior NBA insider for Yahoo Sports. Uh, Steph Curry, good to go. <sighs> I think I think he'll I think he'll give it a go, DP. I think he'll give it a go. He's been progressing well. I talked to people with the Warriors. Um, they've liked how he looked up to this point. Hasn't done anything rigorous, but uh, you know if you know he's going, he, I, I, it'll be hard for me to imagine game one him not suiting up for the Warriors in the playoffs. I think he'll be able to go. And Luca with a calf muscle is is a little that's, tricky. Yeah, that's a little tricky right there. Obviously, I, I can't get a, a good read on that. There's people in the organization that don't have a good read on that. So it's really going to be probably a game-time decision with him. Always great to talk to you, Chris. Uh, have fun in the playoffs. DP, you take care, brother. And that's Chris Haynes joining us on loan from Yahoo Sports. He'll be uh, roaming the sidelines for TNT. Back in uh, 2017, 2018, Steph Curry had the knee injury, and he didn't play in the first six playoff games. They went 5-1. and one. They came back, and they won the NBA title. But that's when you had Durant, Clay, Draymond, and Andre Iguodala. So it's a little bit different if you can hold out Steph for a couple of games if you need to. A couple of phone calls in here. Uh, Mac in L.A. Hi, Mac. What's on your mind today? I have an idea for your Emmy Award speech, which will play homage to the 1995 Source Awards. <laughs> this is how you do it. You walk up on that stage. You have Pauly, Fritz, Seaton, Marvin, they're kind of flanking you. You put them in DP, like hoodie, something DP show hoodies. And you look out on that crowd you lock eyes with the likes of Stephen A. Smith, um, Skip Bayless, you know, some of these types. And you say, in, in a real deep baritone, excuse me, much like Suge Knight, you say, are you tired of your host screaming at the top of their lungs egregiously, giving these uninformed takes that reads more like cold takes? They come to the TV show, and you just mob off the stage. Man, I can guarantee you that would be the most infamous Emmy Award speech you would ever hear in your life. So listen, for a fact, though, you got to shave your head bald. You got to grow that deep, should night beard. Okay, okay. All right, Mac, thank you. <laughs> I, like, I, I don't aspire to be Suge Knight, 
Yeah, Seton. The best part of that Suge Knight speech, though, is that he flubs his line and still tries to get through it. He's like, so if you're tired of the executive executive producer being all up in the videos, you're like, dude, executive producer. Wasn't he calling out P. Diddy? Sure was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was uh, that wasn't a great moment. Yeah, yeah. Executive executive producer. Yeah, Paulie. I don't know if we want to go that direction. No, 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 we don't. If you remember some of the aftermath of that. Yeah. No, no, that that can't be good. We don't want to. No, no, no. Yeah. That didn't end well. No, it did not. No, no. No, no, nobody won. All right, we'll take a break. Last call for phone calls. (laughs) What we learned. I love how people are suggesting how we should accept our sports Emmy. So far, that's the best suggestion, though. Uh, Might be the worst one. (laughs) Okay, fine line, fine line. It might be the worst one. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.